0: It's a, it's a busy Tuesday. I should turn your microphone on. It's that busy. Also turn Travis Barrett's microphone on. Travis Barrett from centralmain.com. Fresh off of his stint at the Oxford 250. Now, did you did you commute from home down to the Oxford 250, or did you, just, did you get an Airbnb down there? Did you stay at the casino? Did you bring an RV? What was your plan of attack uh, for the Oxford 250? Because you were basically down there for the better part of a week.
1: Uh, home and back every
0: night home and Ooh. back every night so that was a quick that was a quick jaunt uh you know up, up <laughs> yeah, near a quick Oakland
1: hour and 25 minutes
0: oh yeah just a quick oh, hour and 25 baby. oh an hour and 25 you amateur i can make that drive in an hour and 15 i once I did from Messalonsky high school to Oxford hills high school yeah. i
1: bet you can i'm i'm always a little hesitant when i'm driving around at 12:30 at night to give uh you know our nation's finest any reason yeah. to uh,
2: yeah or the yeah. moose and deer yeah. to jump out even at you
1: though, even though i'm not drinking Even though I'm not, you know, I'm just coming back from work and the story all checks out. You know what? I don't want to give up that 10 minutes of sleep on the side of the road, like, you know, going back and forth. Hold on a second here, buddy. Let me just uh, run your license.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. And I 100, I can, I can, I can completely respect that. And it would just be tough for me to cover racing without driving fast afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think I could just, I don't think I could drive 25 coming home from covering racing.
1: Well, I don't know, I've seen a lot of stuff go real bad, maybe uh, maybe and I'm super cautious by nature Who am I kidding? okay
0: All right. that's a good point. that's a good point how was uh how was the event uh, over the weekend I you know they didn't really have to battle raindrops, which is always a concern with these things um it seemed like a good time. I thought Bubba the winner had a great meal afterwards by the looks of things as you could tell there's a lot of places in Oxford that are open late, so uh okay. you know <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, th- it, honestly, I thought it was a home run. Um, the, the, if there's any negative, it was that the car count was a little less than they predicted. but my working theory on that is simply, I think um, I think that some of the smaller teams are probably a little afraid of when the car count predictions got up around 70. I think that scares some guys off because now you're talking about sending half the guys home that, you know not qualifying for the race. but you know look, aside from that, uh, competition level was fantastic. It's as big a crowd as I've seen in the last probably since the Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch days, and the, the Kevin Harvick, you know, weekend in two thousand eight or nine, nine was, um, you know, that was plagued by rain. So really, one of the healthiest crowds. Uh, certainly, campers were everywhere. It felt like a big deal, and um, the race itself didn't disappoint. I thought it was, um, I thought it was really, really, really good. Two hundred and fifty.
0: Seemed like it. Seemed like a good time. Now, did you hang out for the, you Now, were you there for all the other stuff too? Or like, you know, Dear like, God, yes. yeah,
1: Dear God. well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. What is that? Uh, That's an event all in itself. Am I, am I correct on that assumption? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah.
1: You are correct. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, uh, I thought, you know, Saturday night they had too many divisions, frankly. Um, it took them six hours to run a complete race program. And I, I always worry about, you know, like fan fatigue a little bit. You know, you're sitting on hard bleachers and, uh, um, you know, knowing you're going to have to come back again. You know, it, we, we get out of there. I think the race ended at, um, oh, my God, it was almost 11 o'clock or something. And so you were asking people to come back first thing the next day and doing it all again. I thought, man, that's probably a little bit ambitious, but um, heck, it didn't hurt the turnout. That's for sure. Um, and, you know, I thought. It is. It is kind of an event in and of itself. I, I was. It's funny because I'm, I did not stick around Friday night, you know, for the acceleration series stuff, which is basically your Wednesday night super entry level divisions. Um, but I, I was leaving as the, they had gotten started, and uh, I couldn't believe really how many people were there on Friday night, like paying money for a ticket to go watch that. So maybe I underestimated my audience. You know, I, I think people are. They are. It is, but it is. A, it is an event. It is a you know you had all the campers that were there and just you know people are there for the whole weekend and so that's what they're going to do they come from all over so um good for them i guess i'm probably not sticking around for all of that
0: stuff (laughs) i really i really think um the paper should make a deal next year and they should set you up down there with an rv and you can just you can be on site i mean
1: i I would be happy with a a hotel room somewhere i i i uh, (laughs) um too old and I think you know what? I feel like you have had this conversation before for some reason. Boom. Um, I I need a shower and I need quiet. When it's time to sleep. I could function on four and a half hours of sleep, which I did a lot last weekend. Um but it's gotta be four and a half hours of sleep without some drunk in the parking lot deciding to bottle rockets is a great idea.
0: That so, yeah yeah that, that may or may not happen.
1: Yeah. Call me a cranky old man, you know, I I just I can't handle that. So I'm okay with that. But, you know, it, it, the race itself, um, I'm glad you asked, was um, really interesting in terms of, you know, a lot of the favorites got through in the first round of qualifying and started up front. It was it was sort of fascinating, with the exception of Bubba Pollard and Ben Rowe, who both came out of um, the same county, actually, that, that Ben beat Bubba in. Um you had a lot of, like, pre-race favorites that were up front. You had Benjamin. You had Polaris. You had Micro, um, Micro Johnny Clark and Reed Lampert. I mean, these guys all got through early, which really, uh, Garrett Hall, too. And so it, it sort of had an interesting feel to that race where you weren't, you were watching Curtis Gary, who, of course, had trouble in his, you know, engine trouble or mechanical failure, however you want to term it, in his heat race. And he had to win the last chance qualifier to get in. So he started 34th. But aside from he and uh, and Pollard and, and Benro, there weren't a lot of guys really coming from the back. So it was sort of interesting to watch how it played out. You had a ton of those guys, just really really good cars, kind of all together all night, which made it really fascinating. And then after they all pitted with about 50 laps to go, it was um, it was really kind of a heads up race at that point. And you know, at one point I thought Benjamin was going to win it, and then I thought. When the caution came, I thought, "Geez, Pollard's there, but I really think Garrett Hall's the car that's going to win this. And then, you know, when it was all said and done, Bubba was better than all of them. And, um, you know, at the time I'm thinking, man, I really hate to see a guy like that come up and, and win, quote-unquote, our race. But you think about Bubba Pollard and what he's done in his career, most people probably don't have a clue. I mean, he, they, they go all over the place. They, I mean, they go to every corner of this country to win these kind of races, and they do it. Um, and he came to Oxford once, so good for him.
0: That's kind of a neat. Uh, that's kind of a neat career path for Bubba. Mm. You know what I mean? A little unconventional, yeah, I guess. You could. it's kind of like saying, you know what, I am going to be just the king. Uh, it's almost. It's like he was an independent wrestler. He's a little bit like Andre the Giant. He just kept going. He keeps going to different. Uh, he keeps going to different territories. You know what I mean? and and winning, I do, I
1: do. and I think it's easy to you know I you know he's he's thirty one years old, and so. You have to figure that at some point a decade ago, he realized we don't have the money or the, you know the backing to go buy a cup ride, so this is what we like to do, and we have you know he, he does it is, I thought it was comical that you know, he does talk a lot about how we're just a family team, we're just a small team, but he has a state of the art you know double stacker hauler, and, he's, and he sort of lets slip that he, he brings ten guys with him everywhere.
0: Now I've that's a hell of a, of a big family.
1: Yeah. So, but relative to what they're doing down in the Southeast, that's a, that's a pretty modest effort. You know, it's not, it's, it's a very good, you know, he's, he's, he's uh, well covered for what he's doing for sure. But I thought, you know, again, so he's 31 and he probably, they probably saw the writing on the wall. Like we're not going to spend tens of millions of dollars. We don't have that. We don't have a sponsor to give us that. So let's go do this. And it is. You know, with the exception of the Snowball Derby in Florida, it's the only race he hasn't won. Again, he's won the Slinger National, he's won the, Nationals, won the All-American 400 Nationals. These are, you know, in racing circles, the crown jewel short track events. And, and the Oxford 250, to be fair, is right up there with it. So, um, it, you know, in some ways should, we should be honored that he is here. By we, I mean main stock car racing community. If you're, if you're you know, he's putting, he, it's again another guy that's helped putting this on the map. And frankly... I think him doing what he did is probably more impressive. It's definitely more impressive than Harvick or Kyle Busch coming up here. And, uh, you know, 10 years later, you still hear stories about whether those late models they were running were really the same as what everybody else had. Um, those guys were paid to come. They were, they were, you know, everything was set up for them ahead of time to be successful. Bubba rolled in with his own team, and the only guarantee he had was that he had won a qualifying race um, you know, in Virginia uh, a couple of weeks ago. And so good on him. Good on him for coming and doing it. And, and he was horrible on Saturday in practice. By his own admission, he's ready to go home. So um, that's a team that knows how to make those race cars work and can run on any track in the country. Certainly if you can you can be successful at Oxford sight unseen, which is as flat and circular as any, you know, more so than any track in the country, certainly um, anything in the southeast than then you've proven that uh, – you're at the top of your
0: game. This there move, this move to uh, this move to August seems to be mm-hmm. working for everybody. No need to change except back or anything, yeah, except for me. you. Yeah, it's not helping you at all.
1: No, you know, it, <laughs> my my uh, boss, Bill Stewart, and I were joking yesterday morning about like it could even be next week when high school sports have already started, and it would still be easier for us to manage. Um, but I do think it is a perfect kind of end of the summer for everybody. I really do I think um, again the crowd keeps getting healthier and healthier and people aren't not coming so um, you know that's a nice little double negative right there for you but I think
0: people are not no. not coming that's great people, that's are, nice. people
1: are not coming yeah,
2: yeah not huh? coming. It,
0: it's
1: so true it is it does work it does fit I think you get a whole summer built I think for for the Pro All-Star Series and Tom Aver. It gives them a chance to run more races and different, you know, especially down in the south um, that are automatic qualifiers for this race so you get more interest. Um, and so I think it does work. I think it works on a lot of levels. And, again, I think, um, you know, it's before Labor Day weekend. It's before the high schools are back in session. And it's before high school sports have really kicked off. So I think it allows people to get away for a few days and do it. And, uh so I think it's phenomenal. I really do think it works. I, you know, I hate having to work on fall preview stuff while I'm doing that, but hey, it is what it is.
0: All right. Okay, that makes sense. It's good. It's being so selfish, you know? <laughs> I understand. Now, I know you've been in the Oxford 250 <laughs> Vortex for about a week uh-huh. now, okay? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. But I'm wondering... Have you heard of this Tom Brady hanging up on people interview from yesterday? Do you okay,
1: can you give me can, in thirty seconds? Can you tell me what happened? Okay, I, you know where I am with the Patriots and
0: Brady. I and totally those. understand. I will and give so you. I was not
1: going to go look. I saw what I saw that something had happened, but I was not going to put myself through the getting all mad about the Patriots for no reason.
0: Well, and and this is good. So I really I appreciate that. Okay, so Clean <laughs> slate. 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 Okay, so here just to summarize. He's on for his Monday interview on EEI. Paid interview, yep. Paid interview. He's he's paid for this appearance, okay? Mm -hmm. He's asked about Guerrero, who, by the way, did I mention that he's put him in videos and does business with him and things like that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, the host, whom most people in the world hate, um, asks about Mr. Guerrero. Um, He declines to answer. Then there's another follow up question and then the host he he kinda declines to answer and the host says, Yeah, okay. And then Brady kinda kinda goes back to it a little bit and kind of continues the interview. Mm -hmm. And then or continue he kinda
2: matches up on that point. And then yes, did he go, was he on the sideline? Yeah, did he fly on the plane? Ready to answer those.
0: Right, and and, and he, was, he was, it seemed like he was okay with it all of a sudden. And then something happened. There was another follow-up and he said, okay, guys, great. And he hung up like he was done. Like he was, he was done dealing with it. Hmm. I, I, I You may want to listen. I, I, okay. I feel like I want your full, like I want your full point of view, not just based on what I did. You know what I mean? Right. Like, to right. me, I don't. I don't think it was a great look on Mr. Brady in this situation, but I also know one thing. When you've been dealing with the Boston media for about mm, 20 years, you know, the same Boston media that you've kind of been toeing the line for not to say anything. And they do such cool things as like, you know, not all of the Boston media, but some of them, some of them to go after you for things like, you know, deflate gate or go after you for best buddies or talk about your business dealings with this Guerrero guy. And they do it kind of like you know how they go after political people. You know what I mean? When there's when yeah, there's dirt, yeah. it, it's kind call of that you, same sort of thing.
2: Call your daughter yeah. a
0: brat. Right? Yeah. Um. Or yeah. a little worse. Um. A little more, more you know. Worse. I think eventually you're just like bleep this. I don't need this crap. Like yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering if the Boston media is going to run off Tom Brady before Bill Belichick does.
1: Mm, that's an interesting point. I like that. I think so. I wonder if. One of the things I wonder about these this interview is two things I wonder. One is, um, is Brady getting the money for that, or is the team getting the money for that, and he has to agree to do it? Although uh, I think he's been there long enough, my guess is he's getting paid directly
0: My guess correct? is he's getting paid directly for it, and I'm sure right. there's some sort of matching donation being made to a charity in his name, or Jalil's right. name, or both. Right. That would be my... So, okay. And so
1: my second point is this. Um... These, these paid interviews, well, they get, you know, they get ears on your station because we know, especially in the National Football League and especially in New England, there's not a lot of access to these guys. You know, if they don't want to talk, they don't have to talk ever. Um, you, you, it's almost impossible to stock them out. I've been there and tried it. Um, but, so they, they've got to know ahead of time. There's got to be parameters set. We can talk about this. We can talk about this. We can't talk about this. We can't talk about this. So, so I guess now that I, that leads me to two other points. One is, why on earth does Brady need the money for this? Like, he should be, he's so far beyond this, isn't he? Yeah. And then yeah. The, second, the second point is, if you're, the, if you're the radio host and you know he's not going to talk about it, you're just trying to make a name for yourself because it's already been agreed upon, you know, I'm assuming. Um, it's already been agreed upon what he is and isn't going to talk about. And so I'll allow you, maybe you ask the one question to kind of feel it out. After that, come on, now you're, now you're just doing it for yourself. You're kind of hoping he hangs up just so you have something. Yes. Um,
2: that, that would be my. Well, I be, think that
1: would probably my that's my gut
2: reaction to it. Travis, I think you're absolutely right because the original questions were a little bit of a softball, and then yeah. they got a little bit more difficult. And Brady said, "Look, guys, I, I don't want to talk about that."
1: Yeah, if he says that, so he
2: said that. Okay, so yeah. for me, that's over. I mean, no, they asked him three more questions, and he did. They did bait him into saying yes, he was on the plane. Yes, he was. But those are questions for Belichick. Aren't yeah. they? He's in charge. I mean, yeah. I, we we maybe disagree, Matty and I, about whether or not the, there was pressure put on by Brady and his agent to to make sure Guerrero was on the plane and uh, on the sideline and whatever, but uh, ultimately, it's Belichick's decision and they know what they're going to get from him when they ask him. He said, yeah. I'm not going to talk about all the personnel we have. End of sentence. You know, that's it. So, yeah. anyway, I think Brady was frustrated because he said, I really don't want to talk about that. Now, is that his right? I think probably it is. Yeah. They don't so. like don't, it. They don't no, like don't, it, yeah. but, it, you know.
1: Yeah. It's such a curious, uh, you know, I do think, again, I, I'm probably doing with the greatest Patriot hater. Um,
0: that's why I, I like think, to ask you, yeah, because I know we you're we not that going other to be opinion, biased we're, in no, there. We're so bad
2: I mean, on the his, other side.
0: In his defense, in
1: his, in his you know, in his defense, again, I, I got to believe they knew what he would, would talk about. So that's I think that's. Again, that's Boston media trying to, trying to—I don't know—you know—puff up their chest or strut their feathers. However oh,
2: Minahan, especially.
1: Yeah, especially Minahan. So I think, but you know, I do think there is this idea that that Brady is just this like—he's the boy next door, and he's so humble and so great, and oh, I want my kid to grow up and be just like him. But I've always felt like there's a darker side to him. I mean, let's not—you know. <laughs> I'm not big on athletes in their personal lives but we all kind of conveniently forget you know the kids that are his that are not (laughs) that uh, Giselle is not around for we forget about you know like the whole we don't forget about because we were talking about Guerrero but like the whole concussion water it's just a shady side to him the best buddies stuff like it's just something about Tom Brady that you know we like to paint this picture as he is just um, you know apple pie and I just don't think that's true. I just don't think that's true. So, um, you know, we, we we gloss over his screaming at teammates on the sidelines that, oh, well, he's competitive. That's, oh, yeah, there's a way to hold that, and there's a way not to handle it. And I think he, he crosses the line for me. Um, so, I don't know. They're probably all at fault here. But, I, I, you know, on your premise that it'll probably be the Boston media that drives him out before anybody else does, that you might be onto something.
0: That wouldn't that be wouldn't that be interesting? Like the Boston media is always one like, I need somebody. You, well, I don't. You weren't around during that time, maybe as much. Uh, Coach Wing, no, you probably weren't or didn't pay attention to it. But I've heard that the 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 Boston media was not what you'd call um, jovial towards
2: Ted Williams. Oh, you they know were, what I mean. Oh, You're I was right. around, and no, I right. I was young, but they he hated them. They wouldn't even give him. I mean, they were nasty to him. He was nasty back. Trust yeah. me, he he was not fun. He was he was Belichick on steroids. Seriously, he wouldn't tip his cap. He would not. No, he was angry, and he still hit <laughs> the he best ever. Playing. Probably the best ever. But I think there's been the Boston media. I think it's that whole ethos in New England of oh us. We're so. You know, we're going to jump off the bridge over the, the the Red Sox and the Yankees are within six games. You know, that kind of, yeah. we, we never win. And uh, I think there's all of that. And I think the Boston media just, they just keep grabbing on. And I think they would be tough having been in a coaching role where I understand what the media wants to know. And sometimes you don't want them to know it. Yeah. That's all there is yeah. to it. And yeah. But and there has to be that give and take. It's part of the game.
1: Well, I, yeah. The, the problem with the Patriots, if I can jump in there, though, the problem with the Patriots is there's no give. Right. That's been yeah. the Belichick way, and that's yeah. that's a problem. I mean, in the years when you know it was what they went that ten year stretch where, um, you know, fans and, and media acted like they had won the Super Bowl every year, when in fact they had not won it in that decade, and it looked like things were good. And I mean, God, we can't, who could forget fourth and two, right? But the fact that they will never answer to people who buy their tickets, buy their merchandise, like, that's your, that's your, the NFL is such a weird animal, right? Because it feels like, that and Major League Baseball, it feels like the two sports that forgets that the fans are really your bosses at the end of the day. And we're not telling you to give us all the, what what defensive scheme are you going to run this week so that the Cleveland Browns know what's coming? But there should be some answers to decisions that you make, and they just, they feel like they never have to offer them, and... It'll never change because they've had success, but I don't think that's right. You know, as a fan, it's like, I want to hear. One of the things that, you know, one of the things I love about hockey is aside from, you know, they're not going to tell you what specific injuries are, but they're going to tell you when guys are hurt at least. And they're going to, they answer questions at the end of the night. Yeah. You know, why is this guy playing with this guy? Why are we, Why you know, why is Tuka starting four games in a row? What's your target number? For, like, that's the kind of stuff that as been. Think you have a right to know, you know? If I'm going to buy a ticket to a game or buy your jersey or buy your hat, like, I feel like I should, I should have some sort of investment in that, and you should have some sort of investment in that. And that's the reason. But, God, again, like, the Patriots have everybody whitewashed. Like, so the ESPN thing comes out last year, right, about Belichick and Brady and Guerrero and Garoppolo. And before the story was even out, it had only been teased. And Patriots fans can be found everywhere talking about what a smear job it was, how they don't get it, everybody wants to tear the dynasty down, because you haven't even seen the piece yet, and you're jumping to their defense. And I read that and thought, probably something to that. It's not as bad as everybody wants to make it out to be, but it certainly doesn't paint the Patriots in a rosy light. And diehard Patriots fans would not hear it. They would not. They they probably read the headline and made up their mind. Like, there was no way... They were reading all that. And I think there was some really good information in that. Um, and, and I think it needed to be done. Like, I think if you, anytime time, look, if it was, if you were not a Patriots fan, if that was the New York Yankees and you were a Red Sox fan, you'd be eating that stuff up. You're like, wow, what a great insightful piece. Like, look, they're falling apart under, under the new manager. And so Patriots fans have bought into this whole whitewashing, and that's half the problem. They allow this stuff to continue, you know? If, if you're really angry about it, don't go to games. Don't buy a Brady jersey. Don't dress your... Six-month-old kid in a Brady jersey. The poor kid. That's child abuse. Give the kid a
2: chance. <laughs> <laughs> don't <It's gonna> go <laughs> too far. D- d- too d- far. That, that probably. Well, you sound like a Yankee fan wow, the way I'm was, talking. Holy smokes! That was excellent. <laughs> no, but you know the the whole idea of <laughs> I, the whole idea <laughs> of if you don't cover the games and ask questions, who the hell is going to know anything about the game at all? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know yeah. we're inundated with what's on TV, yeah. but journalism is what tells America what's going on, period. Right.
1: Yeah, it's true. No, it's totally true. And I think, you know, we're going to get up on another discussion, but I think, you know, like, again, when, you know, when the president of the United States is fake news, fake news, fake news from the beginning, and most most Americans, and this is not an insult, but most Americans don't understand that the media is not just the big three uh, you know, networks. It's not Fox News and MSNBC and CNN. But to, to most Americans, that's the media. And so, when I remember when, when fake news first came out, when he first uttered those words, I thought, this is going to change it for me. And somebody laughed and said, you're joking, right? You cover high school sports in Spain. And I can tell you it was not even weeks later when somebody said, oh, I read your article. Fake news. That's not even true. So, it, it, there's been a trickle-down. When we can shoot up newsrooms, it's... It, <laughs> Yeah, it's because the president says that stuff. And I'm not saying we're always right, and I'm not saying that we don't make mistakes, right? We're all people it's, um you know, even as we try to be as professional as we can, most of us, it's still, it's a tough time. And so, you know, I'll bring it back to sports, I guess, Travis. Jesus. Um, but um, there's, a, there's a weird distrust of the media when if all the media disappears, I think fans would be shocked to have little information they have at all, period. It'd
2: be nothing well yeah. we we count on the media to cover the local school board meeting or the or the uh, town council or whatever to find out hey we're being taken advantage of they're, they're spending money that we don't want them to spend we need to go to a meeting you, you don't find out those things if somebody's not covering it and writing about it
1: yeah yeah well you can we can well, yeah we can boil it right down to you know the meaningless work that I do right like people are you know they're, they're checking your Twitter feed to find out high school football scores on a Friday night I mean sure. that if you're not there covering it, good luck. You know, yeah. I'm not saying you'll never find out, but you're going to find out later than you want. I just, yeah, it's a weird time. It is a weird time. I don't I'm Sorry, I got off on that. That's my bad. But stick to sports, Barrett. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that's fine. it's uh, <laughs> right. been good.
0: I just wanted to double check. I just wanted to, You're you're fine. I had I had nothing to say. You you said your thing, and that's good. That's right. that's I'll what I, I needed but, out of that. You're a little I liked it. Didn't get a lot of sleep last week. A little I punchy. Got three, totally get you know, that. Right,
1: guys. Yeah, maybe just put
0: that that part out. Where are like, you? Uh, oh well, I'll, yeah, I'll just go back and cut <laughs> out the whole live thing. We'll just we'll just wipe out that that five minutes of time there. Just <laughs> whoop, you know, A little mini rant as we call them. It. It's all good.
1: I feel like i released though.
0: That was good. That was good for me. Do you know where you're going Friday night yet? Do you? have?
1: W- you know what? I have not looked. It's on my. It's on the schedule somewhere. I haven't even
0: looked. Could you I'm maybe sorry. start looking at that a little sooner so, that, like, I know these things on Tuesday? And then when you come in and do this appearance, I could be like, catch Travis Barrett live, it, you know? I, God, sorry. You know, it's been a rough
1: week, man. That's I know.
0: I'm just me. trying to, you know, it's week one for all of us. Trying to help you. We're so to help I, you. I just want to make sure that, you know, we're we're in a good spot.
1: Yes, Dad, I'm sorry. Okay. I won't happen again, Dad. It's,
0: a, <laughs> it's just I'll fine.
1: Make sure, I'll make sure I the driveway before you get home, guys. All right. Um, I appreciate
0: yeah, I that. Watch. And bring the dogs out, too, and get the dishes done before All driver's at. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Nothing to do, huh? Nothing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Travis Barrett from centralmain.com. You can follow him on Twitter, TBarrettGWC. We will talk to him next Tuesday. Thank you, my friend. Take care. Gentlemen, as always, have a good day. You too. Thank you. All right. That's Travis Barrett from centralmain.com. We'll take a break. we got more around the bend. It's the B-List Daily from the Spectrum Alphicum Partners Series across the NBR Radio Network.